Welcome to Raise the Line with Osmosis.org, seeking solutions with leading experts on how to increase healthcare capacity so people can get the care they need during the COVID-19 crisis and beyond. Hi, I'm Shri Bhagwani, and today on Raise the Line, I'm really happy to be joined by Sarah Sarkey, who's the Vice President of Neuroscience and Vaccines for U.S. Medical at Takeda, which is among the largest pharmaceutical companies in the U.S. with nearly 20,000 employees. Takeda Neuroscience is focused on developing innovative medicines to address the unmet needs of patients with neurological diseases. We'll be asking Sarah all about that work and also about a new project involving Takeda, PacHealth, Lundbeck, and Osmosis to offer free health coaching and resources to frontline healthcare workers who may be experiencing burnout and mental health challenges as a result of the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. So Sarah, thanks so much for taking the time to be with us today. Thank you so much. Glad to be here. Well, I'd like to start first with learning more about you and what first got you interested in biotechnology. Yeah, so um, I'm actually a, a neuroscientist by training. So I have my PhD in, in neuroendocrinology. And I, I realized quite quickly doing basic research in a lab that I really wanted to be closer to the patient, right? I really wanted to see my work make a difference. And I will say, thankfully, Takeda uh, was willing to take a scientist with no uh, industry experience. And I was able to grow within Takeda, right? I've learned so much and, and really see how we can actually improve the lives of patients and how basic science and, and clinical science can be translated into making people the best they can be. And on that, I mean, you've been with Takeda for most of your career. Can you give us an overview of the company and what it's doing here in the U.S.? Takeda is a values-based, R&D-driven biopharmaceutical company, but I think some people don't realize how old we are. So this is our 240th anniversary this year. So Takeda, you know, based in Japan and, and our U.S. affiliate has grown over the years. We're quite big now, based in um, Boston, Massachusetts, in the Massachusetts area. And Takeda is really, you know, it's that Japanese root, right? We call it Takeda-isms, uh, which is really incorporating fairness, honesty, perseverance, and integrity at the core. And at Takeda, we call this PTRB, which is patient, trust, reputation, and business in that order, right? So you put the patients first. And I think this is what has always drawn me to Takeda and, and keeps me here is that the patient is at the core of everything we do and, and we assume business will follow. That's great to hear. And so, as I mentioned in the intro, your background is leading up neurosciences for the company and the focus of Takeda Neurosciences to help people who uh, have various neurological conditions. Uh, can you go into some detail around what are some of the conditions you all are addressing and some of the things that get you most excited? Today, we're, we're really focused on mental health treatment. So we focus on depression and ADHD but really, you know, delivering innovative medicines to patients. And it really extends beyond the medication. I think people think of pharma and they're like, oh, yes, you produce a drug and that's great. And, but really our commitment extends to beyond the medications into how do we really raise awareness of these devastating disorders? How do we broaden access to therapies? And really addressing that the unmet needs of patients as we know, the healthcare system in the U.S. is complicated, and right, so you need things to help support you, and particularly someone who has mental illness. That just adds an extra layer of complexity on how to get to the right treatments and how to get to the right therapies. And so really trying to push beyond just a drug, but a whole ecosystem to support patients and really destigmatize the whole issue of mental health. Yeah, it's great timing to be involved in that work. Obviously, COVID has had a huge impact on uh, mental health. And, you know, in addition to the work that you mentioned with patients, you know, customers, employees are also confronting these 
mental health challenges. Uh, how do you and, and Takeda view uh, those stakeholders and are there things that you all are doing for them? You know, this last year has just been devastating, right? I think the impact of the pandemic is it's causing what, what some people call the second pandemic, which is the mental health crisis that is following. In addition to the fear of getting sick, you have you know, forced isolation due to the social distancing and, and how we kept ourselves safe from the virus this year has is, is really exacerbated some of these conditions. And so really what we're trying to do is respond to that need, right? How do we really get to the patients and beyond, uh, let's provide another treatment, but how do we provide support to the actual patient, right? How do we make sure they can access a counselor or access someone who can really listen to them and as yet keep it virtual, right? We still want to be very careful in this pandemic. So I think those are some of the things we're looking at. In addition, I think this pandemic has really highlighted some of the social disparities and inequalities in healthcare. I mean, you've seen this, people who are least likely to survive being out of a job or socially isolated are those who are most in need, right? And it's, it's really been, had a devastating impact that, you know, some of our communities of color, our ethnic minorities. And so it's, we've really launched, I think, a, a number of efforts to help people and to kind of respond to all those pieces. You know, our patients, our customers, you know, even our own internal colleagues. Takeda has put into place a whole bunch of things so that we as employees can access mental health resources ourselves. And so I think part of it is, is our ability to translate that into how do we support our communities that we live in to give them the same access to care. That makes sense. And, um, you know, that's actually a good transition into one of the ways we, we all started working together, which is the Mental Health Initiative for Frontline Healthcare Workers. Uh, that's obviously a collaboration with Takeda, Lundbeck, PacHealth, and Osmosis. Do you mind describing how it all got started and what the goals are of this initiative? Just as we were talking about, right, the impact of this pandemic. It hasn't been felt the same by everybody. And, and I think one of the things that, that really drove this was the recognition that we've been asking so much of our frontline healthcare workers to spend you know, 20 hours a day dealing with patients. And we say, oh, they're great, they're heroes, they're awesome, right? And, but really, we need to help them, right? We need to make sure that they're taken care of and they're suffering from burnout. They're physically exhausted, they're mentally exhausted and, and emotionally exhausted. And so we really see that, you know, this is a, a segment of the population that has been uniquely impacted by the pandemic. And we recognize that they need some mental health supports. And uh, with our alliance with Lundbeck and working with PAC Health, we supported this, you know, patient engagement platform. It's really interesting. It's kind of a first of its kind initiative and it's all virtual, right? So it doesn't add, you don't have to go somewhere. You don't have to make an appointment. It's a virtual coach for anyone who self-selects, you know, I'm, I'm struggling, right? I'm burning out. I've got, you know, mental health challenges. This is kind of how it came out is we're just trying to make sure we get the supports to the people who truly need them right now. It's definitely a theme that's come up with our Raise Line podcast. I mean, the reason we even called it Raising the Line is because, you know, one way to respond to any future pandemics, whether that's viral like COVID or um, chronic like obesity or hypertension, is to get more people trained to become healthcare professionals and then keep them in there longer, which clearly this work that you're doing to help support providers who may be burning out uh, will hopefully help with. Um, so you mentioned you have a background PhD in neuroscience. My co-founder actually, Ryan, got a PhD in neuroscience too. And we put a lot of that 
that experience in our learning platform. We are a teaching and learning company at Osmosis, and we love asking our raise line guests, what advice do they have for our audience about meeting the challenges of the COVID pandemic and uh, approaching their careers in healthcare? It's a great question, right? And it's something I think we all think about, right? How do we respond to the moment and how do we kind of move forward? You know, I think it really comes down to asking yourself, where do you want to be, right? What kind of difference do you want to make? When I was early in my career and trying to get out of a lab and wanting to get closer to patients, I could have decided I want to go into patient care. I could have gone back to school to be a, you know, an MD or an NP or a PA or nurse, but that really wasn't uh, my calling, right? I think everyone has to decide for themselves what ultimately you want to do and then realize that the path forward is not always a straight line. Moving around and gaining different experiences, working for different companies, even lateral moves or different areas of the country, you're going to gain valuable skills and experience, which you can then translate into what you ultimately want to do. And so to me, it's, um, it all starts about how you want to impact the patients and, and people in the world. And no, it's not just a straight line to get there. Sometimes it takes a couple of steps, but every step's valuable. Yeah, that's great advice and certainly something uh, I personally have resonated with. I mean, I mentioned both you and my co-founder have PhDs in neuroscience and could have gone academic and stayed in the lab doing basic bench research, but both of you chose different careers and are having big impacts on the healthcare system in different ways. Um, I know we're coming up in time, so I wanted to ask you, is there anything else uh, that you'd like to share with our audience today while we have you on the podcast? No, I mean, I think, you know, we talked a little bit about the PAC Health Initiative. I also want to just recognize that that's just one piece of kind of the things that we do, right? I think in terms of gaining access and education, Takeda is very involved with the NAMI organization, the National Alliance of Mental Illness, particularly focusing on an initiative in the Chicago area to get to those underserved communities. And I think part of that is the recognition that you got to pick and choose your, your battles and your points of care. And I think Takeda is really anchored on how do we get to people who normally wouldn't get care. And so I, I do want to say that, you know, to me, that's the most important. You can't boil the ocean. We know there's lots of concerns, but, you know, really picking and choosing where you want to make a difference. And I'm just ultimately so proud to work for Takeda, who has decided to focus on getting care to those people who are most in need and most unlikely to get it. That's wonderful and much needed, not only the mental health focus, but as you've talked about, and as we've talked about on this podcast multiple times too, the, the disparities in access and quality of care that people receive. Uh, well, it's been a pleasure speaking with you, Sarah. It's pretty impressive the work that you and Takeda are doing. And I, I had no idea that Takeda was actually 240 years old. So it'd be <laughs> interesting to see what the next uh, 240 years bring. But uh, with that, thanks again for taking the time to be with us today. Yeah, no, thanks so much, Jovan. Um, I appreciate you asking me. Totally. And with that, I'm Shibirwani. Thank you to our audience for checking out today's show. And remember to do your part to flatten the curve and raise line. We're all in this together. For more information on how you can help raise the line and flatten the curve, go to osmosis.org slash COVID-19. If you like this podcast, please share it on your social channels. You can also subscribe to the series and check out all of our podcasts at osmosis.org slash raise the line podcast.